0: Welcome to the Landmark Church Weekly Podcast. Amen. It is an honor to be back with you today. Missed you guys last week. We have a debate in our house. I have a question. I think I've asked you this before, but I'm going to ask you again. How many of you are beach people? Anybody? Okay. How many of you are mountain people? How many of you don't like going anywhere? And how many of you don't care where you go? You just want to go somewhere. There you go. <clears throat> there you go. Well, my wife is a beach person. She wants to go sit in front of the water for days. I'm a mountain person. I'm a, um, a ADD person that doesn't, after an hour of looking at the water, I'm good. Like, I want to get up and go do something. I have to at least get in the water, just sitting there staring at it, getting baked in the sun. It's not my idea of a great time, but my wife loves that. But we did go to the mountains um, 2,500 miles, six states, four hotels, one Airbnb with a pregnant wife and a 19-month-old teething baby. The Lord was with me, amen, hallelujah. (laughs) Now, we had a great time. It was one of those, I told somebody, we were gone long enough, we were glad to get back. You know, sometimes you wish, I wish I had enough, a couple more days. We were ready to be back, which means it's a good vacation. So I promised my wife I have to go to Baton Rouge during the week in a couple of weeks for a meeting with the IPHC. I promised her and Benjamin, they'd come with me and uh, we'll drive over to the beach for a day and let her see that. So that was our, we get nine days in the mountains and one day at the beach. That was our, that was our compromise. So, hey man, but it is good to be home. Good to see each and every one of you in the middle of the summer. Will you stand this morning? You got your Bibles? Turn to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. I want to read to you several verses of Scripture this morning. Colossians chapter 2. Let's begin with verse 6. Are you ready to receive the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily." And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. You hold your Bible up. Just repeat these words after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to be taught the indescribable, incorruptible, mountain-moving, devil chasing, chasing, chain breaking, breaking. word of God, in Jesus' name, I will never be the same. Father, thank you for your word that is life-giving. Father, today, thank you for your anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage, every yoke that tries to hold us back from everything God has for us. Father, your word and your anointing break those things. So, Father, right now, just bless this time. In Jesus' name, we ask all these things. Amen and amen. Turn around and tell somebody you're glad to sit by them this morning, and you may be seated. there's a phrase that we hear sometimes the phrase is a walk in the park something is a walk in the park Um, I love this meme I saw one time I thought this was funny raising kids is a walk in the park Jurassic Park that's how it feels sometimes, right? Raising kids to walk in the park. The truth is, sometimes following Jesus is the walk in the park, and it feels like a Jurassic Park. Paul says, as you have received Christ, so walk in him. So understanding what it means to come to Jesus is not just about raising my hand and and saying, I want to go to heaven one day. It is about this journey that we begin to know Jesus and to be on this life of following after Jesus. It is a walk. It is a journey. When you receive Jesus, you began the journey. Whenever you receive him, when you say, Lord, I surrender to you, that's just the start. You are beginning a journey of following after Jesus, and you're beginning a walk of what it means to follow him every single And the truth is, when we start off the journey following Jesus, we have no idea where it's going to take us. The Apostle Paul, when he's Knocked to the ground because of a bright light on the road to Damascus. He has no idea he's going to go to the known world and preach the gospel. He has no idea he's going to write these letters that will become two-thirds of the New Testament. He also has no idea he's going to be shipwrecked and beaten, and he's going to be imprisoned and eventually beheaded. He has no idea what he is starting when he begins this journey, but he just begins to follow after Jesus. The truth is, this week, I mean, all these things that happen, whenever you're a pastor, you feel responsible. And even though I know Samantha has been heading up the group of the mission group and she's been doing all the legwork as a pastor you feel responsible for all these people and you're trying to decide where do we go what do we do how are we supposed to make it and all of a sudden those can bring anxiety and you're like okay Lord I didn't see this but you did Lord I didn't know this was going to happen but you did and the truth is we are on a journey to follow after Jesus and it's not always clear we don't know exactly what's going to happen next all we know is we are trusting the Lord and the steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. Amen? Amen. So we go one step at a time. We follow him one step at a time. But how do we deal with the anxiety? How do we deal with the issues? How do we deal with all this stuff? Because when you're on this journey, there's always going to be things tempting you to pull you away. There's always going to be things that try to pull you to stop. I'm the kind of person... I've told you before, matter of fact, Brianna uh, messaged me, called me the other day, um, because she was on a trip, and she called to tell me she beat the GPS by 15 minutes. She was so excited. (laughs) Because people know how competitive I am. And like, if the GPS says you're going to be there in an hour and 45 minutes, I'm like, hold my Diet Coke, I'm going to get there quicker than that, okay? Because I want to go. And when you're driving, all these things, you're driving in a general store over here and all this stuff. And especially when you got a a baby in the car. It's like, let's just get there as quick as we can. This boy is tired. He wants to get out. He wants to go crazy when he gets out of the car. He's so tired of being cooped up. And so all these things are trying to distract you. You can go over here and go to this. Let's go to this shop. Let's try that. But I'm the type person, I'm like, I'm going to get there. I don't care. I can enjoy it when I get there. Let's go. And the truth is, sometimes following Jesus, there's all these temptations. Satan says, go try this. Go over there. And all these things are trying to pull us this way or that so how do we make it well paul tells us he says number one you must be rooted rooted another scripture in ephesians says to be rooted and grounded you must be rooted your roots need to go down deep because what happens is this if we're not careful we get pulled this way and that and then our roots are what jesus says when the sower throws out the seed what happens one of them has roots, <clears throat> but the roots are shallow. And the moment something happens, they are plucked up and they are pulled away. If today you were to go to a nursery and buy a tree, and you were to plant it in your yard, and then a couple weeks later you decide, I don't really like it there, I'm going to move it over here. So you dig a hole and you move it over there. And a couple weeks later, and you keep doing this over and over and over. After a while, that tree is going to die. Why? Because it never puts down let me tell you something about our culture right now. We are in a very consumeristic culture. And listen, I am with you when it comes to buying cars and buying groceries. I want a good deal, okay? You know, you see Facebook ads all the time. Whatever I talk about in my sermon, I'm going to see it on Facebook whenever the sermon is over with. You understand that, right? I'm not a tractor person. I'm not a really, I mean, I mow my grass, but I'm not a lawnmower person. My son lawnmower all the day lawnmower lawnmower i get ads for lawnmowers all the time now i'm like i don't want a lawnmower i don't care but because of that we get that all the time i get those things all the time and i I see that the truth is this what happens to us is whenever we begin to get pulled if we're not careful we get pulled up this way and we get pulled up that way and the consumeristic mentality is whatever has the best option that's where i'm going to go and we pull that into the church and listen to me. Let me say this to you with love as a pastor. I don't care if it's this church or another church. But what I want to tell you is this. Find a church that preaches the gospel and plug yourself in and get rooted and grounded in that place because if you're constantly chasing this feeling or that feeling or this ministry or this that ministry or you're constantly chasing people here and there, you will never get plugged in. And what God tells us, if you want to grow, get rooted somewhere. Plug in. Put your roots down deep And allow God to grow you up Allow God to change you and establish you In your faith You must be rooted in what God says And it's time we stop allowing The culture of this world To pull us this way and pull us that way And we set down roots And we say we're going to be like a tree planted by waters No matter what comes our way Devil you can't have us You can't have our family We're putting down roots and we are staying And you can't run me away if you want to Amen? and we get rooted in a place. And then he says built up. That The image there is a house that's being built up. That not only am I rooted, but I'm built up on a foundation. That I have a strong foundation. And listen to me. Once again, the winds are, of life are going to blow. Things are going to happen. Things are going to come out of nowhere. But when you are built on the solid rock of Christ Jesus, then no matter what happens in the walk with Christ, you can make it. Because you are rooted and grounded and you are established. And because of that, your faith can grow and you can become everything God has for you to be amen and then Paul says this in verse 8 beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality in power. Let me give you a quick backstory, real quick. Just stay with me, stay awake. Paul is dealing with a group of Jewish believers that would come in after he was done, and they would begin to preach a different gospel. So Paul would get there, he would preach. He would spend time with them, and he would leave. And they didn't have FaceTime. They didn't have email. They didn't have YouTube. They couldn't check in and see what was going on. Paul would just go into the next place, and these people, and and Paul was very tongue-in-cheek. If you read the New Testament, understand, Paul was very sarcastic. He literally called these people super apostles because he said, you guys think you're so big. You're like some big group of super apostles. Look at you. And they would come in after Paul, and they would preach a different gospel. And here's what they would say. Jesus is fine. But you also need all the Jewish customs. Jesus is fine but you've got to have all this extra stuff. Jesus is good, <clears throat> but you need all these extra things. And listen, we live in a world right now in our society that we always like to add to the Word of God. We need Jesus and Dr. Phil. We need Jesus and Oprah. Let's have some pop psychology built into the Word of God. And it is really what is called cafeteria theology. We're not, this isn't the first person to talk about this. I'll talk about that in a minute. But Thomas Jefferson famously wrote a Bible called the Jefferson Bible. It's also called The Life and Morals of Jesus. Thomas Jefferson did not like the, the mystical, mystery parts of the Bible. He didn't like the supernatural parts. So he literally, you can find this Bible in the Smithsonian, I'm not just making this up, you can actually see the Bible in the Smithsonian. He took the Word of God, and he took a razor and glue, and he cut out the parts of the Bible he liked, and he glued them together. So what he liked was the moral teachings of Jesus. He didn't like, the even the resurrection was left out. He didn't like all this stuff. He just liked the moral teachings. He didn't want to be bothered with anything else. So he literally took the word of God, cut out the parts he liked, and put it together so he could just read the moral teachings of Jesus and not get distracted with all this extra supernatural things that he didn't really like. And it is called the Jefferson Bible, and you can read it. The problem with that is this, this is the word of God. And this is not meant to be changed. It's not meant to be added to. It's not meant for your opinion to be changed for this. We don't get to read it and say, well, I like that, and I don't like that. Listen to me. This is the Word of God. And and, and in Bible college, we called it cafeteria theology. When I was a kid, we had cafeterias. Anybody remember First Cafeteria? Or, you know, Piccadilly Cafeteria, Morrison Brothers, like that. And we'd go through the line, and I'm like like seven years old, and I got a tray, and I feel like I am king of the mountains. I'm walking through there, sir. What kind of salad would you like? I'm thinking, old oh, man, I want jello. That I'm gonna put on a spoon and suck it in like a vacuum cleaner in a few moments. And then I'd go over there, what kind of meat would you want? I want that. I want these sides. And then they would say, Would you like a roll? And if I, I was really good with my dad jokes when I was young, would you like a roll? I'd say, No, I'd just like to walk, but thank you. Some of y'all get that. Thank you. I'd get a roll, and then you get to pick the dessert. And then you go to the table, and there was my friend Kevin, who was a year younger than me, and, and every Monday, our family, his dad Pastor, in Jackson, my dad in Crystal Springs, and we would eat lunch together, and the men would go play golf, and the women would go shopping, and, every, and so me and Kevin are sitting down there at six and seven years old with our tray full of food, excited about all this stuff. We got to pick out, and we got what we wanted. And the problem with the selfishness of our age is there a lot of people that say, I like this about God, I'll take this, but I don't like that about God, so I'm going to leave that there. I like this from this philosophy over here so I'm going to take this and I'll take that philosophy. But you know what? I'm going to leave that there. And people pick and choose what they want. And Paul said, do not be pulled aside by philosophies and by traditions of men. Listen to me. I'm tired of even the church standing up and preaching traditions of men that aren't found in the Bible. We used to preach those kind of things about the the way women had to dress and the way men had to look and the things you had to do. And not one of those things are found in the Bible. It was people's opinions. It was People, What people want is they stood up and they preached their opinions. Listen to me. It is time we get back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. This gospel is good news. We don't have to add anything to it. We don't need to add anything to it. The Bible says His word will never pass away. And it says let every man be a liar and let God's word be truth. And what we need to realize today is we don't have to be pulled aside by philosophies and all these false things. We need the word of God and the reason people add to it is because yes, it is difficult sometimes to read these words and look in a mirror and realize it doesn't match up and we've got to change some things through the power of the Holy Spirit, but we can't let traditions of men pull us this way and that. We've got to be rooted in the Word of God, built up by the Word of God. This is our standard. This is what we preach and we believe this is what God says and if God says it, it will happen because He is not a man that He should lie nor the Son of Man that He should repent. Amen? And so Paul says, don't be pulled this way and that. And then Paul says, because in Jesus dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In other words, if you've ever wondered, what does God look like? Look at Jesus. In Jesus, he embodied what God was like. So, if you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. When Jesus shows up, matter of fact, I'm not trying to get too far theological today, but I do want to tell you this that I believe even the Old Testament has to be read through the lens of Jesus. That we look at the life of Jesus and we read even the Old Testament through the life of Jesus. That is where Jesus is our understanding of who God is like. What does Jesus tell the disciples? If you've seen the Father, have you seen me? You've seen what? The Father. Because I am embodying Christ. So in other words, what Paul is saying is, you don't need Jesus plus traditions. You don't need Jesus plus all these Jewish things. You don't need Jesus plus all these philosophies. What you need is Jesus. That Jesus is enough. That Jesus is what you need. That in Him dwells everything. And when you understand that today, you don't need all this other stuff. So many of us chase all these things, and we don't need all these things. We need Jesus. What the world needs right now is Jesus. Not Jesus plus politics. Not Jesus plus divisions and fighting. Not Jesus plus your opinion on Facebook Facebook. And Twitter what this world needs is Jesus and Jesus is still enough he is enough and then Paul says you are complete in him think about that you are complete in Christ how many of us think if I just if I got that relationship I'd be complete if I got that job I'd be complete I mean, if I could just get that car I've always wanted that one car if I get that car I'd be complete. If I could get that house, if I could have this many amount of kids or this much money in my bank account, what all, and we chase these vain things and we think if I can get this, and the truth is we get it and we're still empty because none of those things will ever satisfy us. We get that relationship and it doesn't work out. We get that job and we can't stand working there. We get the house and we realize we wish we had something totally different. We get the car and it was a lemon and it breaks down on us all the time. We get these things and they're never enough. And what Paul tells us is, we are complete in Him. Nothing wrong with having a job, nothing wrong with having a house, having a relationship, but those things do not define you, and those things do not complete you. You are complete in Jesus Christ. Once again, Jesus is enough. Amen? And when you realize that, you stop chasing all this stuff because you think it's going to fill you. If I can just have this, then I'll feel better. And you have to realize what you need today is Jesus, a relationship with him. Not religion where you come in and you check off the box and you say, I went to church. Today, look at me, but you understand what it means to have an active relationship with Jesus Christ that you're growing and learning and maturing and your life is changing. Listen to me if you don't know God five weeks from now more than you know Him right now, then I believe something's wrong. I'll give you five months just to be nice today. But the truth is, if you're not growing in your relationship with Jesus, I want to know more about Him down the road than I know about him right now. I want to discover different things about him that I don't know right now. And I believe God reveals himself. And I believe the reason I can't know everything right now is because my finite mind cannot handle to understand everything. And so God reveals himself to me in bite-sized pieces that I can handle. I understand this about him. And then, as I get, as, as things change and I mature, I understand something different about him. It's the same way any good relationship you understand. The longer you know somebody, you get get to know different aspects about them and it's the same way with jesus the longer you know him you see things about him and part and and plus life does that you go through something you didn't go through before and god shows himself in a way you never saw before and all of a sudden you have a new revelation but listen to me in the end jesus is what you need he is enough we were we went to a place in rapid city south dakota called Storyland, land, Storybook land. <clears throat> I've told this this part of the illustration a little bit before but we're in land and it, it was basically just a place the Rotary Club of Rapid City had created this free place where you could take kids and there's slides and <clears throat> if there's a slide Benjamin loves it. I mean it don't matter what it is, he'll go down head first at 19 months old. He don't care. He just wants to slide and have fun. So this Everything's free except two things: a train and a carousel. Just by the way, I've never seen Benjamin loves carousel, so I've been on a bunch with him. I, th- this thing literally—it's not like the dun dun dun. It was going choo 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 choo. <clears throat> After we rode it once, my cousin's kids showed up and they wanted to ride it. And I said, "I'll pay for Benjamin to ride again, but somebody else is going to have to ride with him. I'm going to be sick. I mean, that thing was just boom boom. It was like he was on a racehorse instead of on a carousel. I mean, it was crazy." But we're we're walking through there, and they literally have all kinds of, it was a cool place, they had like a Wizard of Oz, they had um, Disney stuff, any kind of story you can think of. They just had little things, and they'd have stuff to go with it, slides, and it was really cool. All this free stuff, we're just running, having fun. And then I noticed in one place was a wall and an egg on top of it. And you know, Humpty Dumpty. Now here's the thing, is I've been reading Benjamin Nursery Rhymes, We read our kids some scary nursery rhymes. I mean, when the bow breaks, the cradle will fall, and down will come baby cradle and all. Go to sleep. The cradle's going to fall. You'll break your neck, but sleep well tonight, child. Bless the Lord same thing. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. He's just laying there all cracked up. Go to bed now. Good night. (laughs) Like what in the world? All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. You realize our world is cracked up right now. Our world, not just America, our world is a mess. When you get news that a president of a country is assassinated in another country, our world is a mess. But notice, all the king's horses and all the king's men. Listen, we have been putting our trust in the king's horses and in the king's men. Washington cannot fix the crack of our nation. They can't. The, the capital in Oklahoma City cannot fix the crack of our nation. All the king's horses and all the king's men cannot put it back together. It will not happen. And the problem is we have been putting our trust in people We have been putting trust in in systems of this world, and then when things don't go the way we want them to, we act like it's the end of the world. Listen to me. It's because we put our hope in the wrong things. We put our hope in the systems of this world, and the systems of this world will fail you every time. They will not last. This round, it might be on your side, but the next time, it might not be, and when you put your hope in the systems of this world, all the king's horses and all the king's men will never put Humpty Dumpty back together again, and that's why the Bible says some trust in horses and some in chariots, but we put our trust in the name of the Lord our God. Listen, I believe that story should have ended this way. It should end good for the child going to bed. Okay, So if I'm rewriting Humpty Dumpty, here's what I would say. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But, the king could. But, the king could. And I believe the answer for our world is not the king's horses and the king's men. The answer for our world is not the systems of this world. The answer to our world is one name. He is King of kings and he is Lord of lords. There is no other name under heaven whereby a man must be saved. But his name is Jesus Christ. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the champion. It is Jesus. And I don't care what the world says. Well listen, you can go to heaven but you can go this way. Everybody gets to go to heaven there is one way to the Father and His name is Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the only way to get there. It is through Jesus and Jesus alone and Jesus is still enough and I don't care how cracked you feel and broken today, the systems of this world will never put you back together but the good news is the King can and He can make you up into who He created you to be. The King can come in and what Paul is telling us is you are complete. Complete in Him. You're complete in Jesus. And when you realize that, all this stuff you're chasing, the worship team can join me, all this stuff you're going after, all this stuff you want, in the end, Jesus is your prize. Listen, I believe there's so much in this life, in this life now, that God has in store for us. But also, one of these days, we are going to receive a crown of life Those that know Him. And it's going to be from the righteous judge. And we will spend eternity... Looking at the nail-scarred hands of the one who came, and he bled, and he died so that we could have eternal life. I believe he's got stuff for us down here, and I believe he wants to make you complete in him right now. It's not just, but listen to me. Part of it, too, is realizing I get to spend eternity with Jesus. He is the ultimate reward. He is my ultimate prize. And between now and then, I'm on a journey. I'm on a walk. And my walk is I'm going to be rooted, and I'm going to be built up. I'm going to be established. in the faith, I'm going to grow and I'm going to mature, I'm going to become who he wants me to be, I'm not going to be pulled away by vain philosophies and by the traditions of men that are empty, but I am going to go after Jesus because in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily here's what Peter says this way, the divine life of Jesus has given us everything we need for life and godliness everything you need some of you say, well if I had this, I'd be a better Christian If this went my way, I would serve God better. The Lord gave you this. He didn't give it to me. If I had that talent, I, I I would do more for the Lord. If I just had these things, then I could be the Christian. And sorry, Lord, I want to be a good Christian, but you didn't give me all that stuff. Let me give you a Greek word I learned growing up. Baloney. Baloney. Everything you need for life and godliness is found in Jesus. And because of that, what you need is not Jesus plus. As one preacher said, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. You don't need Jesus plus something else. You need Jesus. And when you realize that he is enough, he is everything you need to sustain you and to get you through. Would you stand to your feet? Would our prayer team join me down here, please? This podcast is now over. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future messages.